That song always reminds me of that. Move your feet and move your body. Whoa. Everybody now. No, okay. All right. <laughs> it's that time of year, isn't it? November. We are getting into the end of the year. And for many people, we cannot uh, hurry it along any faster than we are. Already, it's already going. We are, we're trying to get there. We will get there at the end of the year. And uh, thankfully for us, it's a lot easier, isn't it, than many parts of the world this year, right at this point. But we are in this series, we're leading up to Christmas, and we're talking about Christmas, and we're in November. And I know that's an issue for some people, and uh, normally that would be an issue for me. We uh, have a rule at our house, no Christmas decorations until December the 1st, no Christmas carols until the December the 1st. Um, Winnie's been asking for Christmas carols in our services since August. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we have to find a compromise. We'll have some Christmas carols next week, maybe. <laughs> a few days early, for my liking, maybe. But what I have enjoyed about this year is this series. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've loved this series so far. Um, we've heard some great messages from some great people, some of our favorites here at Undone. Um, John kicked us off, yeah. And uh, he brought us a great message on God with us. Isn't it amazing that the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, the all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful, mighty, amazing God is actually with us, you and I? That's mind-blowing, isn't it? That's awesome. And uh, last week we heard from Joel, and uh, he brought us a great message talking to us about um, God for us, that not only is this God with us, but this God is actually for us. He wants to see us win. He's, he, he has our back. He's our biggest fan. And if he can be for us, then who on earth can be against us, right? Yeah. And it's basically the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus. And uh, that's what Christmas is all about. Uh, but you know what? I think too many Christians stop the good news series after two weeks. Let me explain. They, they say, God is with me. Yay! And God is for me. Yay! And then they just sit back and they live their lives as if nothing's actually any different. Well, I'm here tonight to let you know that the gospel is more than a two-week series. The gospel is more than just God with us and God for us. They are true, but can you believe it or not? God wants to work through us as well. How amazing is that? God wants to work through us. Awesome. Hmm. So are you ready for a challenge today? Because as I was preparing this, I was like, oh, this is, this is challenging it's challenging for me as I'm preparing it. And so I hope you're ready for a challenge this evening because it's coming whether you want it or not, I suppose. <laughs> you know what? The only way that God will work through you and I is if, if we let him. Okay? We actually have to allow him to work through us. We, we aren't kind of ventriloquist puppets with, this is going to get on the end of your clip, isn't it? You're going like this. <laughs> we, we don't have 
our God doesn't control our movements and our words, he will allow us to control our own movements and our words. We need to actually let him work through us. He won't do it for us. You know, We're not a remote-controlled car or anything like that. And I think if we are to allow God to work through us, we actually have to get up off our butts and do something. <laughs> we actually have to do something. Are you ready to do something different tonight? Can I hear you? Yeah. <laughs> One of Jesus' most famous sayings is that, I am the light of the world. That's what he said, isn't it? And um, we read this, and it actually, there's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. If we read the whole verse, it says, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Remember, God is with us and God is for us. We have the light that leads to life. You know, when Jesus said this, his, uh, the Greek word for life actually meant both physical and spiritual life. Life in all of its fullness. In other words, if you and I decide to follow Jesus, we will have that light that leads to the truest life that you can have, whether that's here on earth and then for all of eternity as well. It doesn't say life will be easy, but it says we will have the God-purposed life that we can have for us. But what does this have to do with God working through us? Well, in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus actually says something else. He says, You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So what does this mean? Is Jesus confused here? Does he, is he saying that he is the light of the world? Or is he saying that I am the light of the world? Uh, is, is it a typo? Um, does, does he know who is the light of the world? Uh, is there two lights of the world? Like, what is going on here? Well, what Jesus is saying is quite simple. He is saying that he is the light of the world. If you and I choose to follow him, we gain the light from Jesus that leads to life. But because he is no longer physically present here on earth anymore, we therefore become the light of the world on his behalf. Yeah? In fact, um, in, in another part of the New Testament, uh, we are called ambassadors of Christ. And it says that uh, God, he, he pleads his case through us. He makes his sail pitch for true life and, and grace and his love through us, his followers. We are the light of the world. Just like uh, the Olympic torch relay, you know, he has passed that baton on to you and I, people like you and I, then we now have the light that leads to Jesus that leads to life. This is actually primarily how God works through us. You know, occasionally God will do the miraculous. 
things that are impossible. And that is so amazing when that happens. It's so awesome. Sometimes God will do some big things, amazing things in our lives and through us and and use us in powerful, mighty ways. But you know what? The primary way that God works through us is us being the light of the world. Us being light in the darkness that is in the world around us. The darkness that's in the lives of the people who he has placed in our sphere. (laughs) That's the primary way God works through us. It's kind of like, I love the story of Moses. And you'll find that in the book of Exodus where God calls Moses. And and Moses kind of says, look, God, I, I don't have the tools. I'm not resourced. I'm not equipped to do what you want me to do. And, and God says, well, Moses, what's in your hand? And Moses says, oh, my, my shepherd's staff, I've got it in my hand. And God says, that'll do. I'll use that. Take that. Let's go. And the story of Jesus, who feeds the thousands of people, he asks his disciples, he says, well, what have you got? <laughs> and his disciples look around, they, they nick a kid's lunchbox and has, has some fish and some bread in it, and, and they present it to Jesus, and he goes, use that. <laughs> I'll use that. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what? When we pray that prayer of God, would you work through me? God says, what do you have? You know, we, we can say back to him, we have, God, I have the light that leads to life. And God says, that'll do. <laughs> we'll use that. We'll use that. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, what does it look like to be light in a world that can sometimes seem pretty dark? A world that sometimes feels like maybe a black hole of darkness at times. Well, the Apostle Paul, he wrote a book, a letter to a church in Ephesus, and in Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to read about how to be light in this dark world. And um, there are actually five things that Paul suggests, five things that he recommends that we, that we work on, that we focus on, um, in order... Um, to be light in our world. You know the biggest difference between light and darkness is that they're not the same. (laughs) The biggest difference between light and darkness is that light isn't darkness. They are different. They are opposites. That's the difference. If you and I are to be light in our world... We've got to do things differently. We've got to do things differently. We cannot be the same. Otherwise, we're not light. We're not any different. So Paul gives us instructions in Ephesians 4, and we're going to read through these. I'm going to encourage you to listen carefully. We're going to move pretty fast, for one, because I'm running out of time. And number two, I'm going to ask you to commit to working on one of these things at the end of this message, okay? So listen up, because I'm going to ask you to commit to one of them. All right. The first thing that Paul asks us to do is to live differently. He wants us to live differently. Ephesians 4, verses 21 to 22. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. 
live differently. What does living differently look like? I've got a few ideas. I mean, I reckon you guys have a million different ways that you can live differently. Live as light in the darkness. Live differently to the world around us. I've come up with a few suggestions that I might take on, that you might take on, that we might consider and might prompt you to think of some that suit you really well. But for one, I'm going to decide this week, if I'm going to live differently this week, I'm going to decide that I'm going to avoid circumstances that I feel are going to lead me into sinful responses. I'm going to avoid those altogether. What does that look like? Well, maybe that means, maybe that means saying no to a movie that I know is just is not going to be great for me or is going to tempt me to do other things that I shouldn't do. Maybe it means saying no to going to a party where I know there's going to be excessive drinking and I know that's probably a bad idea. Maybe it means just avoiding that. We have to live differently. We have to live differently. Maybe it means not fooling around with our girlfriend or our boyfriend, even if they want to do it. Like, we have to live differently. Maybe it might mean we're going to, for the first time, or maybe the first time in ages, we're going to prioritize spending some time in the Bible every day or in prayer every day, or in worship, sing along to a uh, CD. How old am I? <laughs> sing along to Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music or whatever you kids listening to these days. <laughs> I just found out my son is going to youth this Friday night. That makes me feel very old. Anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe it means that I'm going to, I'm going to decide that even if it's not cool, I'm going to do things the right way at work. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to take shortcuts. I'm not going to do things that are a bit dodgy around the edges. I'm going to make sure I do things the right way, the proper way. Maybe that's how I'm going to live differently from the world around me. Maybe, maybe I'm going to pay particular attention to that speed dial <laughs> when I drive out of here tonight. Maybe whatever that looks for you. We have to live differently. Secondly, Paul says that we have to think differently. We have to think differently. We read further in Ephesians 4. It says, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. In, in another book, in Romans, Paul writes a similar thing. He says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then what I love, he says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How many times do we want to know what God's will for our life is? Well, he says how you can find out. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change the way you think. How does this look for you? Maybe, maybe this week, every day when you wake up, you're going to remind yourself that you are a child of God, that you are created in His image, that you are saved by grace. Maybe that's what you need to do to start thinking differently this week. Maybe, maybe this week, I need to start thinking more about what I can do for other people and less about what they can do for me all the time. 
Maybe, maybe this week I'm going to be careful to be more thankful for what, all the good things that God has put in my life rather than being envious of the things that he hasn't put in my life. Maybe this week I'm going to appreciate the best in people when it's easier to notice the worst. Maybe I'm going to seek wisdom and advice for big decisions, pray for wisdom. Maybe I'm going to Maybe I'm going to seek honest feedback and take that on board and not take offense. We have to think differently to be light in our world. Thirdly, Paul says, we have to give differently. He says, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Well, that's pretty, like, straight to the point, isn't it? And he says, instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. You know, we have a pretty common saying in Australia, don't we, that that's my hard-earned cash, it's my hard-earned money. And if you're a real yobbo, it's just, that's my (laughs) hard-earned. And what that tends to suggest is that I've worked hard for that, it's mine now. I can choose to do with whatever I want to, and I'm going to keep it all for myself. And Paul says, you know, work hard for your money. Work hard for the money. Uh, but then give generously. That's also going to be on the clip, isn't it? <laughs> give generously. Isaac's just taking notes. But there's another one. Give generously to those in need. Maybe for you, giving generously looks like, looks like tithing at church for the first time. Maybe for you, you already tithe. Maybe for you, giving differently means giving more than a tithe. That's giving differently. Maybe for you, it's giving more to people in your community that that need it more than you do. Maybe for you, it's being more willing to share your stuff with other people, even if you don't think it's ever going to come back. Maybe for you, it's it's showing mercy to people that, that owe you, but maybe they can't pay it back. We have to live differently. We have to think differently. We have to give differently. And fourthly, Paul says we, we need to speak differently. He says, so stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And then a few verses later, he says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. You know, we know the power of words, don't we? Even more so probably now with social media and online bullying and all that sort of thing. We know that words can be terribly destructive. But you know what? Words can be incredibly life-giving as well. Words can, can encourage people. Words can put courage in other people. Our words can actually change someone's life for the better. And what Paul's saying is, use your words in this way. Use your words to give life to people, to encourage people. We need to speak differently. Maybe that's for you this week. Maybe you're going to encourage people more often. Maybe maybe you're deciding that um, you're going to Avoid using language that may, others might find offensive. Maybe you're going to stand up for people's good qualities when other people are talking about how bad they are. Maybe, maybe this week you're going to decide not to participate in gossip. Maybe 
you're going to decide that somebody in your life needs that truth of Jesus, but shared with them in a really loving kind of way. We need to live differently. We need to think differently. We need to give differently. We need to speak differently. And finally, we need to love differently. We need to love differently. Paul continues again. He says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We need to love differently if we're going to stand out as light in this dark world. Maybe for you that means standing up for the kid who's being bullied at school, even though it's not so popular to do so. Maybe for you it means I'm going to, I'm going to decide to forgive quickly this week. Maybe for you it means I'm going to decide to treat every single person I come across with equal respect and equal value. Maybe for you it's I'm going to seek peace and restoration in relationships that have been a bit rough recently. Or maybe for you it's going to be I'm going to have something prepared in case one of my friends or family asks me about my faith. We need to love differently. Now, if we add all these things up, it kind of sounds like the perfect human being, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of sounds like the perfect human, but guess what? It should. Because <laughs> remember who we're representing. Remember whose light we are carrying around inside us. We are representing the perfect human being. We're, we're representing Jesus. So why not attempt to try and get close to him and living how he did. Don't be one of those Christians who just sits back and wants God to work through them but isn't willing to actually get off their butts and do something <laughs> or isn't willing to actually be light in the world that is so dark around them. Remember, light is not darkness. <laughs> it is different to darkness. We have to live differently. We have to think differently. We have to give differently. We have to speak differently. We have to love differently. Now, earlier on, I, I told you that I was going to ask you to commit to one of these things. And hopefully by now you've decided which one you're going to give it a go. Because I'm actually going to ask you to take a stand. Make a stand for this. In just a moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak these out. And as I talk through them, if that's the one that you're deciding, you're going to commit to working on in your life this week. We can't possibly, can't possibly do all of them. So the best thing to do is just pick one and go for that one for this week. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll choose a different one. But I'm going to really challenge you. I feel like the, the best way to make a decision like this is to actually make it public. It's, that's a bit scary. It's a bit uncomfortable. But being different is going to be a bit uncomfortable at times. So you're going to be able to commit to God. You're going to commit to yourself. You're going to commit to the friends that we have in this room. When no one's going to judge you or think about you. They're only thinking about what they're, what they're doing themselves. And if you don't stand, that's no big deal. It's all right. You'll be able to stand in a second and join us and sing anyway. But 
as I speak these out, if this is the one that you are going to commit to this week, why don't you take a stand? I'm going to choose one too, so you'll not be alone. But this week, this week, starting right now, I'm going to commit to working on living differently better than I did last week. I'm going to live differently better than I did last week. If that's you, why don't you take a stand? Why don't you stand up where you are sitting tonight? When you take a stand. Secondly, think differently. Think differently. If this is you, if you want to commit to starting right now, for the rest of this week, I'm going to think differently better than I did last week. That, Ben, is the one that I'm going to work on this week. I'm committing to it, and that's what we're going to go with. What about give differently? Give differently. If you're going to decide that from now on, for the rest of this week, I'm going to work on giving differently, better than I did last week. Why don't you stand up where you are, speaking differently. If I'm going to work on this week, and by the way, this is the one that I've chosen. I'm going to work on this one this week. I'm going to speak differently in my life, better than I did last week. If you're going to join me in that one this week, why don't you take a stand and join us as we're all standing. And finally, loving differently. If you're going to love differently, better than you did last week, if that's the one you're going to work on this week, why don't you stand up where you are right now? Join the rest of us as we're standing. And as we're making these commitments, can I just pray for you? Lord, I want to thank you for everyone in this room tonight. Whether they're standing or not, that doesn't really bother me. But Lord, um, you know what's in their hearts. You see their decision that they're going to make. Lord, would you give us the strength? Would you give us the boldness? Would you give us the courage? Would you give us the ability? Lord, we know you've already given us the light that leads to life. Lord, we ask that you would now allow us and, and encourage us and inspire us to actually let that out. Live that out. Speak that out. Think that out. Give that out. Love that, Lord. Would you help us, God? Lord, we commit right now to one of those things, whatever that is, Lord. We commit to you, we commit to ourselves, and we commit to others around us, Lord. Lord, would you give us the passion for your light that we can't help but let it out. Lord, would you light that fire in each and every one of us. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you're not standing already, why don't you join us and stand? Why don't you grab your mask because we're about to start singing again. If you would like prayer, we, we're going to have some prayer down the front. A few of us are going to be here. If you want to just chat to somebody about this, if you want some help with your commitment tonight, if you just want to chat or hang out or pray or whatever, that's cool. If you're here and you're not even a follower of Jesus yet, you know, that's totally cool as well. There's no pressure to do anything, but we would love you to come and speak to someone at least. And if you're interested in making a decision for Jesus and accepting that light that leads to life that we were talking about, please don't go anywhere without actually talking to someone, whether that's me or Dorothy or um, Ollie, who's up here leading, or, or even the person that brought you, if you came with someone. I encourage you to not leave this place without chatting to someone. All right.